This is Sound and Vision. Uh, my name is Larry Mizell Jr. I'm here in conversation with my brother Gabriel T. Odros, um, talking about Salt's fantastic new record, Nine. follows in sequential order from their first two records five and seven uh of course the two records after that were both untitled with some subtitles but now they've returned to their their odd numbering and that brings us to nine salt is a collective they they're mysterious they don't want anybody to know who the individual members are but people have kind of figured it out they're basically only semi-anonymous at this point. Exactly. Um, so, Gabriel, why do you think that is? Oh, man. Um, my impression is that Salt wants you to connect with their music and not the and not the identity behind the music, which I love. I really support it. You know what I mean? I think in this music industry, because of capitalism, right, we have to as musicians sell our identity more than just the art that we create. And it can often dilute or take attention away from the actual music. And to see this group come out so strong from the gate and so prolific and just have the attention be on the music, it's uh, it's kind of heroic to me, you know? They won't do an interview. They won't do an in-studio. Yeah. I've been trying, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm curious, and I'm curious what you think. Why? I think this is the first time they've done this. They made nine only available for 99 days. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the I past, have there been? It's absolutely brilliant. Is this the first time they've done a, uh, you know, a, a limited timed release like that? I think it's the first time I've seen anyone do it at this level. I'm sure someone's done it. I just don't know. I think it's a brilliant idea though. Like sure. if you if if you like the music, then get it. Have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it and it's interesting because they sell records, like you can buy the vinyl, but they also give you the download for free right uh, on their website. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. So at first I was like, man, maybe they're doing it to you know like a Nipsey hustle move, kind of like a Right. Right. When he had the $100 mixtape, like Absolutely. proud to pay, you know, but I don't even think it's that. I think it's, I don't know what it is, man. The first, my first thought though was if you like the music, download it, support it, buy it, keep it, value it. That's yes, the word I'm looking that's for. That's the word. Val- exactly. Value it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the with the streaming culture, with the with the algorithms, and with the the way so many of us consume music on the streamers, I don't think music has the same value. Right. So by them making a limited release, do something about it before it's gone, or else you will never hear it again. Yeah. It kind of forces the listener to put some value on it if they really care. So. Absolutely. That's what I that's what I took from it. I thought it was a brilliant move. What about what about you? I mean, that's exactly what I get. Is is that they're 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 working with values that precede algorithmically driven music 
distribution models, social media, all that, you know, publicity. They're, they're taking it back, way back, and are recognizing how disposable everything has become, uh, mm-hmm. you know, including humanity. Um, mm. So they're really trying to resist that in every facet of their presentation. And uh, I love that. At first, I was like, huh, is this a gimmick? And I was just like, you know what? This is totally in line with everything that mm-hmm. they're saying and doing. So I really, I really mess with that and yeah i the the word you used value is everything they're they're saying that this music has value people have value you know what i mean um real music has value you know 100 Mm -hmm. all that yeah that's real talk yeah so i really appreciate that it's around for for that limited time to make people think about it like that exactly should we talk about should we talk about the music itself? Should we get into some some favorite songs? Absolutely. What are, what are your yeah. favorites? Man, the one that popped out to me immediately before I even clicked play was I saw Little Sim's name on it. Um, you from London. Party mouth, yeah, isn't that so? I know killers in the streets, but I ain't really involved. We don't want to cause any grief, but we get triggered when hearing the sound of police. Yeah, and she snapped on it. I love you, you from London too, because you get, uh, you know, kid sister doing the whole like <laughs> American uh, um, assumptions about being from London. Oh, you're from London? I, I'm gonna be real with you. I had no idea, but you know what? I love Europe. You pardon me, <laughs> you have a nigga in Poupons. Wait, y'all got horses and stuff. Like people be on, people be going to work on horses and stuff. Let me see your teeth. Oh, you go to work yeah. on a horse. You know what I mean? I was just like, horses? I'm not even thinking about <laughs> British people being on horses, but okay. I just like, was hilarious. it was hilarious, you know? Hey, hold up, hold up. Let me see your teeth. <laughs> your teeth look good, though. Your teeth look real good. <laughs> That's another thing. I, I felt uh, a lot more humor on this record. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and they've always had this warmth, this very human thing where humor was was not out of reach in fact there was a hilarious song to me on um you know it ain't i think it might be but you know it ain't but you know it ain't that whole that's that song's the one that's the one to me i i love playing (laughs) that on the station because Mm -hmm. it's definitely this is a record that everybody can get behind and feel like yes we're all part of the movement for justice but this one is just like listen are you though you know when i come in the office you still are gonna tokenize me and do this and do that so Mm -hmm. check yourself really quick so i really appreciate that yeah i see your little post talking about blm is my motto but you know it ain't i see you over by the water cooler on your break talking about tanisha your mental health is super important to me but you know it ain't so that that's funny. They kept humor in it, but it, it seemed a lot more explicit on this record that they were having more fun with it. And uh, it seemed like they're a little bit more like literally thematically at home mm-hmm. on this record. You know, it's like seems like it's about thematically London. for sure. Yes. 
And it's the first one that I feel like is explicitly like this album is about London. Like yeah. previous records, they had songs called Living in America. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. But this one, you know, it's uh, talking about street life in London, too, which we yes. really don't hear enough about, you know. And certainly not in the way that they've presented it, but they're just talking to trauma that people are, are enduring. Yep. Um, yep. Yesterday, I played the closing track, What Lights in Your Hands. Lights in Your Hands, yeah. Yeah, beautiful track, piano, and a ballad with a spoken word piece um, where somebody's talking about, you know, reflecting on how maybe they didn't really have a childhood because they lived with anxiety hypervigilance, you know, mm -hmm. always being on edge and what that took from them and, and, and what it left them with. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't relate to that stronger. Yeah. So that's, that's one for me. Can you see the lights in your hands? When you think about it, I never really had a childhood. I was constantly on the edge, constantly on the edge throughout my whole childhood. But we just we grew accustomed to it to the point now we're adults and we've got thick skin. You shouldn't have to have skin as thick as ours. Like you shouldn't that like we shouldn't have had to grow up with that. What's another track that stood out for you, Gabriel? Man, I'm looking at the track list right now. I think both Bitter Streets. That was that was the first one for me. Yeah, and the title track, nine. You can make it out, but you gotta leave. You know, where they're talking about the, you know, the need to to get out, you know, to, to leave your environment, which I also relate to, like, being able to have that privilege of getting out of the neighborhood when I was young literally saved my life, you know? Yeah, right. And we are thousands of miles away from London, but it's still right. like a similar experience here in South Seattle, you know? Everybody understands that. I get it. If somebody sent away from the South Central in the early 90s, I was kind of a Where part of a wave of kids that kind of got shot out of LA. Their moms were like, get out of here. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was really, really important. And it's really important to be able to see the world in general, not just because of the dangers that are that are where you live but um but to see to see the world is bigger than your neighborhood exactly so that yeah, plays that changed my life when i was a youngster like right i i really thought this is my whole world it's just this neighborhood right and i'm probably not gonna live to see 18 definitely not gonna live to see 21 you know until right. my mom sent me out yeah. i was like oh the world's bigger right and that sounds really simple now but it had a huge impact when i was young you know absolutely and you yeah. see that the struggles you saw and identified with these certain number of blocks are, all, all, are global. Everybody shares, and I think this is part of the SALT ethos, is a universal struggle. That's why they're called SALT Global. You know, their website is, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They're speaking yeah. to, a, to a global struggle. Um, Bitter Streets, that was the first one that really stood out to me. It's just got a really, this is a thing over the whole record. It has a very sweet, kind of almost nursery rhyme-ish quality. Mm -hmm. And it's wistful, you know, singing about 
you know, getting away from these 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 streets and how they're you got to be uh, they're not made for for the week and they they what they do to you. You know what I mean? And we romanticize that all the time, you know, being from where you're from, what, what you're made like. But the other side of it is that you're always distrustful and watching your back yeah. your entire life and yeah. what that takes from you. Appreciate that. Uh, the track London Gangs. Uh, my homeboy sent that to me. I didn't even know he, he was in the salt. He was like, man, London Gangs, man, it's fire. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and I appreciated them, them, them talking about that in street culture there, what they're going through. So I just really appreciate that they took it home after all this like big success. Fantastic. Well, this has been great analyzing nine, the latest from Salt, straight out of London, Mysterious Collective, doing classic, beautiful music for the entire world. Gabriel Tiodros, my brother, thank you. My man, Larry Mizell Jr. Hey. KXP. Yes, indeed. This is Sound of Vision.
That was Sound and Vision. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this podcast at kexp.org backslash sound. Thanks for listening. Don't you